Hey, BillOReilly.com premium members, welcome to the No Spin News for Tuesday, May 12, 2020. Fight for your freedom and for your health. And on that note, we have a very good interview today. Uh, give me some tips in the pandemic age that I think you'll find very interesting. Okay, so Anthony uh, Fauci, uh, the doctor who is in charge of basically telling us all about the pandemic, um, went in front of the Senate today and immediately it was misreported, uh, a very important thing, immediately. I mean, it's just these clowns that are in the media are, are just um, really harming all of us. So the key question in this whole little Senate thing was, are kids going to be back to school in September, in your opinion, Dr. Fauci? And he said, that's a bridge too far. That's a dopey cliche. Again, the doctor is not precise in his language. That's my big criticism of him. Uh, I don't know what that means. Kids in my neighborhood don't take bridges to school. They take buses. What he was saying and what he just should have said is, I don't know. I hope so. But it's probably going to depend on where you live. Now, that is a key indicator of how the United States will ultimately deal with the pandemic. If the children, the urchins, are not back in school in September, physically back, that will outcome the presidential election severely. And Donald Trump needs to get those kids back to school. Now, put them at risk, but as we all know, the statistics are the children are not impacted very much by the virus. They've got to be back to school. I suspect they will be in most places. Okay, so um, Fauci then um, answers the usual questions. The people that want to like uh, Donald Trump look bad, the Democratic sen uh, senators plus Mitt Romney um, are asking him leading questions. Uh, tell us how screwed up this whole thing is. Republicans trying to make Trump look good are doing the opposite. Um, I got nothing out of that. <laughs> nothing. Okay. So my take now is changing a little bit, just so you know. I see the United States of America as have to open. We have to. I was on the fence about that because it's not about me, by the way. It's about me giving the virus to someone else. Not about me getting it. If I get it, I'll fight it off or I'll die. I'm not afraid to die. All right? But I don't want to give it to anybody else. So therefore, I am disciplining my presentation in life. I am. Now, I'm not wearing a mask in the car. I mean, what am I going to get the disease by uh, serious radio? I mean, I, I look for these people wearing a mask in a car. I go, mm, you know, what? And when I go to pick up food, um, you know, I just grab the thing and I leave. I'm, I'm, I'm not covered in a hazmat suit. But I'm not uh, taking any chances, and I'm distancing and all that. Because I don't want to give it to anybody in case I'm carrying it, and I don't know, asymptomatic. I haven't gotten a test. Uh, when they're more widely available, I will. But I don't want to take a test away from somebody who really needs it here on Long Island. Because we have a problem here. I don't want to take a test away from somebody who needs it. You are listening to a free excerpt from BillOReilly.com's No Spin News broadcast where you can actually see me. We'll be right back after this message.
Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. We have to open up. In North Dakota, and Wyoming, and Montana, and, and states that are been impacted, rural areas, got to open up. In California, there's an insurrection. An insurrection. That's ground zero for that. I'll tell you about that in a moment. Now, yesterday, um, the disgraceful press, once again, uh, shows that it's not looking out for the country. We should all be working together here, by the way, as we did for a time with 9-11. We, should, we were trying to track down Al-Qaeda. Everybody's working together. Media's working together with the government, vice versa. This means you don't go in a tank, but you try to help. So from the very beginning, it was test, test. We got to test. The problem was that nobody knew what the Wuhan virus was. How would you have a test for it? How would you have a test for a virus you didn't know even existed? March 12th, question was asked, go. Uh, Dr. Fauci said earlier this week that the lag in testing was in fact a failing. Do you take responsibility for that? And when can you guarantee that every single American who needs a test will be able to have a test? What's the date of that? How could anybody know that? And the, the reporter knew that. When we everybody get a test, and what date is it? And this is March 12th. You're trying to figure out what the deuce this thing is. So from that time on, the media's pounded test, test. You know, Trump's incompetent. We don't have enough tests. America's bad. We don't have enough tests. So Donald Trump has made it a point in his press conferences to say, we got tests now. Got plenty of tests. Tests are rolling in. We got more tests than anybody else has in the world. We have them. So I'm doing a good job. Donald Trump's overreacting to the test thing. But that's what he's saying on every opportunity. He said, we got plenty of tests now. Here we go. All right. Well, here's the CBS White House correspondent, Weijia Jang, a Trump hater. Here she is yesterday. Go said many times that the U.S. is doing far better than any other country when it comes to testing. Yes. Why does that matter? Why is this a global competition to you if everyday Americans are still losing their lives and we're still seeing more cases every day? Well, they're losing their lives everywhere in the world. And maybe that's a question you should ask China. Don't ask me, ask China that question, okay? When you ask them that question, you may get a very unusual answer. So what is now? Is a global competition? What happened to March 12th? Where's the test? <laughs> you see, no matter what he does, and I'm not doing this segment to try to convince you to vote for Donald Trump. I'm trying to convince you how corrupt the media is, and I think you already know. So in the beginning, was you don't have any tests. Now that we have the tests, it's, what is this global competition? So because Donald Trump, the president of the United States, told Ms. Jang to ask China, he's a racist. Of course he is. Roll it. Uh, it is racist to look at an Asian-American White House correspondent and say, ask China. 
This isn't happening in a vacuum. This is part of a pattern of behavior from the president that goes back many years. So he's, he doesn't have the benefit of the doubt that someone might have if, for the first time ever in their life, they made a comment like that to a reporter. In my opinion, that man is the most corrupt journalist in the country. My opinion. I'm going to take a quick break back with a final thought on getting older. Support for this podcast comes from Dropbox Business. Think about the people you work with. You're all supremely different, which is why Dropbox designed a new workspace where whatever works best for you works best for your team, where every file and app connect. Tasks not only assign work, but also help organize it, where you can create new decks, spreadsheets, and even launch video calls without ever needing to leave your workspace. That's Dropbox Business, a space for teamwork your way. Visit dropbox.com slash teams at work for a 30-day free trial. Okay, here's the final thought of the day. According to a poll by a group called One Poll of 2,000 Americans, you are officially old when you turn 57 years old. <laughs> so 57 is the line of demarcation between fogeyism, old fogey, and uh, middle age. Now, if you're playing in the National Football League or the National Hockey League, 57, pretty old. Although Gordie Howe, I think he played for forever. Um, but if you're like me, 57, here's the challenge. All right, I'm older than 57. I know. I know that you find that hard to believe. I'll take any whippersnapper you got. Anyone. You bring them on. One-on-one -on -one debate. We'll get a corresponding issue. You see who wins. Okay? So just because you are up in years doesn't mean you're old. Doesn't mean you're over the hill. All right? I'm as sharp as I was 30 years ago. Now, short-term memory? Eh, I got to discipline myself. I write down a lot of stuff. Because I don't remember everything. But... I do this show, and we're, we're working 35 minutes here. No script. No teleprompter. Zero. Nothing. Get some 25-year-old, 35, 45 in here and see they do that. See they can do it. Now, Joe Biden, he can't even do it with a prompter. And he's what, seven, going to be 78? So some people age differently than others. But if you keep it up, if you keep in shape, physically, I'm in pretty decent shape. All right. Mentally, I mean, I read and I read and I think and I'm, you know, you stay and God gives you decent health mentally and physically. And that's a God. That's a gift. All right. 57. Come on. Come on. So anyway, one poll, you're full of baloney and you don't like it. Bring some 35 year old in your organization in here and we'll have a little debate. We'll see you tomorrow.